yeah. Michael M. Hotep is host of the African History Network show, uh, Detroit Kelevathea, communication strategist out of Washington, D.C. Michael, you go first. Representative Glenn, Glenn Ivey, uh, thank you so much for your work in um, shedding light on these falsehoods. Um, what we have seen with um, rep former Representative now George Santos is is pretty unprecedented. Okay, <laughs> we, we know that politicians may have a, a a knack for exaggerating the truth, but this goes well beyond that. What do you, uh, going into the twenty twenty four presidential election and seeing the consequences of having the wrong people in public office. We look at the kangaroo caucus with the Republicans can't govern properly in the House of Representatives. How do you think um, the expulsion of George Santos and exposing these lies, how do you think that will help frame the 2024 presidential election as well as House and Senate elections and show people what happens when the wrong people get in, into office? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think one of the things that we should carry away from this is that we really need to vet candidates more carefully uh, because yes. a lot of this stuff was right at the surface. Um, and I think a local newspaper found it first, but it was after he'd been elected. And once they started putting the information out, as soon as they started pulling on the thread, the whole thing unraveled. So uh, if that had happened before, then voters would have seen that, you know, basically his whole campaign, um, you know, his, his information about his background and his prior experience and all, all of it was right. false. He got elected on false pretenses. On this vote, the yeas are 311, the nays are 114, with two recorded as present. Two-thirds voting in the affirmative, the resolution is adopted, and a motion to reconsider is laid upon the table. The clerk will notify the governor of the state of New York of the action of the House. Under Clause 5D of Rule 20, the chair announces to the House that in light of the expulsion of the gentleman from New York, Mr. Santos, the whole number of the House is now 434. Well, folks, uh, you see uh, New York Congressman George Santos, uh, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Uh, he was expelled from Congress. Dude has been lying, making stuff up. Uh, he has been indicted, you name it, he has done it. Even Republicans were sick and tired of him. Uh, and so now he has uh, been expelled. There's going to be a special election, more than likely. A Democrat is going to win that. That's gonna be a pickup for Democrats there in New York State. Joining us right now is Congressman Glenn Ivey of Maryland. He's a member of the House Committee on Ethics. It was their report uh, that led uh, to, uh, to today's developments. Uh, Congressman, uh, I'd be glad to have you. You're also a former federal prosecutor. This guy's been indicted on federal charges as well. Uh, there were some people who said, you know what, this is just not right. The voters should decide. He should be found guilty. But what was it about your ethics committee that swayed folks to say, enough is enough, Santos has got to go. Yeah, I mean, I think the Ethics Committee did a lot of work uh, to put together a strong report. We did over 40 subpoenas, interviewed uh, uh, like over 40 witnesses. We had 172,000 pages of documents we went through. It was a very thorough investigation. And at the end of all of that, we reached uh, a, a unanimous bipartisan uh, report 
that had findings that laid out the, the sorts of things you're talking about, fraud, money laundering, uh, ethics violations of other types, uh, you know, using campaign finance money for his own personal benefits. I think by now everybody's heard about the Botox and the, the you know, the, the trips and what is it, only adults or only you, I think, is the site. Uh, so, you know, I think people know what was what was going on there. And, and I think for most of us, after we were able to lay it out in the report and send it to our colleagues, I think they joined us in deciding it was time for him to go. Um, even one of the Republicans uh, said that that he and his mother uh, actually had their credit card money was taken uh, off of their credit card by the Santos campaign. And he was like, uh, I'm sorry, y'all may not may not want this guy to go, but, I, but, he, but he got to go. I think it was Congressman Max Miller. Yeah, it's nothing like personal experience to help people get religion. Uh, and I think that was one of those things. And apparently he sent an email around to his Republican colleagues to let them know. Uh, and I think he did that after because, you know, the speaker came out and said he was going to vote against expulsion. And the number two in the House, Scalise, did as well. Um, so I think they, you know, I was actually thinking there might that might turn the tide. But when their colleague came out and said, yeah, I got ripped off as well with one of these credit card scams, I think that was a nail in the coffin there, in addition to the report and in addition to the indictment, in addition to all these other things that, that sort of grew out around um, his trail of misconduct. Um, it is, uh, again, it's all quite interesting when you, uh, when you look at this. I mean, look, his, he lied about everything. And a lot of Republicans were standing with him. Speaker Kevin McCarthy was standing with him. Uh, but this ethics report, look, when this dropped, uh, that's, what, uh, that's really where, where the tide turned. What do you say, though, to the people who say uh, it's unfair, if you will, to expel someone, it, it really needs to rise to a level where someone is convicted first. Well, the Constitution is very clear. Uh, to expel, uh, you need two-thirds votes of the members of the House. There's no requirement for anybody to be uh, even charged with a crime, much less convicted of one. And here, you know, in addition to all the evidence about uh, the criminal misconduct and the ethical misconduct, we gave him a chance to come in and give an explanation for, you know, the $500,000 that disappeared and, you know, all of the money that was taken and misused and ended up in his personal accounts. He declined to do so, even though he did dozens of interviews, even though he did a floor statement, even though he did a press conference on the morning of the vote uh, yesterday, uh, I'm sorry, this morning, uh, about, uh, you know, what uh, he was going to say with respect to, uh, you know, his criticism of his colleagues. But he never addressed any of the misconduct. He never gave a plausible explanation for what we found in the report. And I think for a lot of people, that was the death knell. Uh, you had all this evidence, overwhelming evidence of misconduct on the one hand, and he had a microphone in his hand and used it, but never to explain uh, what he had done or why what he had done was legal or appropriate. Um, I've got uh, a panel here joining me with me. Uh, I'm sure uh, they uh, have some questions uh, for you with regards to this. It's obviously huge news. It is not often uh, that a member of Congress is actually uh, expelled. Uh, yeah. Michael M. Hotep is host of the African History Network show, uh, Detroit Kelevathea, communication strategist out of Washington, D.C. Michael, you go first. Representative Glenn, Glenn Ivey, uh, thank you so much for your work in um, shedding light on these falsehoods. Um, what we have seen with 
um, rep former representative now, George Santos, is, is pretty unprecedented, okay? <laughs> we, we know that politicians may have a, uh, a, a knack for exaggerating the truth, but this goes well beyond that. What do you, uh, going into the 2024 presidential election and seeing the consequences of having the wrong people in public office, we look at the kangaroo caucus with the Republicans can't govern properly in the House of Representatives. How do you think um, the expulsion of George Santos and exposing these lies, how do you think that will help frame the 2024 presidential election, as well as House and Senate elections, and show people what happens when the wrong people get in, into office? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think one of the things that we should carry away from this is that we really need to vet candidates more carefully, uh, because yes. a lot of this stuff was right at the surface. Um, and I think a local newspaper found it first, but it was after he'd been elected. And once they started putting the information out, as soon as they started pulling on the thread, the whole thing unraveled. So uh, if that had happened before, then voters would have seen that, you know, basically his whole campaign, um, you know, his, his information about his background and his prior experience and all, all of it was right. false. He got elected on false pretenses. So vetting up front would be important. The other piece here, too, though, is you may recall, you know, Trump kept talking about, you know, Washington is the swamp. He's going to clean up the swamp. And Democrats basically, well, the ultimate swamp monster, uh, you know, was George Santos. And, you know, the key point, I think, for the House next year is the Republicans that voted to expel him right now, next year, if they're in the majority, they're going to vote to, you know, put the same speaker back in place who voted to keep him there. And, and the number two, uh, Scalise, as well. So if, right. if they're concerned about what they saw with Santos, it's time to move off of that party and, and make sure we have ethical people put in place who are going to fight against this sort of thing. And then the other part I'll say here is, the New York races, one of the reasons we lost the House, we being the Democrats, was because we lost, you know, five seats or so around the New York City area that really should have right. been Democratic pickups. Biden won those by significant percentages. I think this is going to help us pick up those seats. In fact, the, one of the reasons that those Republican congressmen led the push to get Santos out is because they were feeling the heat and they wanted to, to try and get him off the stage and move him away. I think it's important for us to remind the voters, not just about this. I think there's a lot of things that, that the administration's done that's been positive, um, you know, rolling out for uh, infrastructure, you know, uh, prescription drug costs, especially insulin. There's a lot of things yes. that he's done that he hasn't gotten full credit for. But we need to remind them that George Santos is a product of the Republican Party. And the bigger version of that is Donald Trump. And you, you don't have enough time on the show to go through all of the stuff that Donald Trump's done. <laughs> Or even the recent statements, the recent statements he's made are astonishing. You know, it's just right. it's incredible to think that this guy is going to be the nominee for the Republican Party and they're not doing anything to stop it or try and redirect it. That's the state of the Republican Party right now. All right. Thank you. Kelly. Uh, hi, Congressman. Um, one of the things that I noticed in reading articles about this today was the fact that uh, Speaker Johnson uh, or Majority Speaker Johnson talked about how this would set bad precedent because there hasn't been a full criminal investigation, et cetera, et cetera. Can you talk about that in the sense of this is really a, a place of work and you don't have to have a criminal investigation 
necessarily to be fired from your place of employment if you <laughs> decide to break, you know, ethics violations within your place of employment. Um, I feel like the Republican Party and the powers that be like to move the goalposts as far as what the standard is, so long as that they're in power. So can you speak on that, please? Absolutely. I think it's a great point. Uh, you know, wherever you work, if you get caught stealing, except Congress, if you get caught stealing, you're gone that day. You know, they're packing you up. And if you're lucky, they'll let you walk out. You may get escorted out. So uh, I think that it's a fair point about that. Additional points on this, though. I mean, some people were saying the voters in New York put him there. They should be the ones to decide. But remember, he was he got there based on false pretenses. It, everything was was fraudulent about his campaign, including the finances that he used to pay for some of his campaign events and uh, and, and campaign activities. So, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt. And by the way, if the voters of New York decide they want him back, they can always put him back in. Remember the Tennessee three? They got exactly from the Tennessee state legislature. But the voters there saw that it was illegitimate and they put him back in the next election. George Santos isn't coming back. In fact, he knows he's not coming back. And that's why he announced, you know, like it was some big uh, concession that he wasn't going to run for reelection. The voters in New York couldn't wait to get rid of him. And then the other point that I want to make on that front, too, is, is this was a bipartisan report. It got a unanimous vote, a two-thirds vote, uh, unanimous vote out of the committee, two-thirds vote to expel him from the, uh, from the House. That's a very high bar to reach, and it doesn't happen very often. That's why he's only the sixth in, in American history. One quick point, though, I know that there were concerns, and I share some of these with the, the motions to censure. Um, the Republicans have gotten fast and loose with some of those. Uh, for example, Adam Schiff, they censured Adam Schiff, but he didn't get anything remotely approaching due process. The censure vote, they penalized him before he even got referred to the Ethics Committee for us to do an investigation. Right. Uh, and that was it was a totally illegitimate piece, too. You know, I, I defy people to look at all of the, the scope of what uh, George Santos did here, the breadth of it, the scope of it, the venality of it, and to say they're OK with that, uh, that there's some kind of misunderstanding or that's free speech or legitimate conduct. Nobody says that. Matter of fact, George Santos didn't even say that. So I think I understand people have concerns about due process, but yeah, due process um, you know, six ways to Sunday on this. And I think the outcome is the right one. You had to be held accountable. All right. Congressman Glenn Avi, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Have a good one. Hotep, everybody. This is Michael M. Hotep from the African History Network. Our Black Empowerment Friday weekend sale is on right now. We have a fantastic promotion for you. Get our bundle pack of two online history courses that I teach, as well as my 15 lecture downloadable bundle, African History Awakens the African Mind from Mental Death. These are both from me, Michael M. Hotep. They're on sale right now for only $100. That's 76% off. My first online history class is Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa. Understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school. Kemet is one of the original names for Egypt. We deal with thousands of years of history and what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. I do a PowerPoint presentation. We have book references, articles. There's about 100 articles that we cover in the class. Over 200 slides that I put together as well. 
the and there are also video clips including excerpts of interviews I've done with some of our historians and scholars as well as Renoka Rashidi, Professor James Small, Anthony Browder, Professor Kabahaya Wafa Kamane, and Dr. David M. Hotel. In the second class that I teach, it's called Black Resistance Movements from the Haitian Revolution, the U.S. Civil War, Civil Rights Movement, and Black Power Movement, 1800 to 1968. And we dig in deep and look at history chronologically from 1800 to 1968 and look at what leads to the Civil War taking place. We study the Jim Crow era, the Reconstruction era, 1865 to 1877, World War I, World War II, Civil Rights Movement, Black Power Movement, and the Great Migration, 1915 and 1970 to understand what happened to us after slavery ended, what were the laws and policies put in place to put us where we are today to understand where we need to go from here. I created both of these classes, created the curriculum, shows the content as well. This sale has been extended to Sunday, December 3rd, 2023. Visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. You'll see the promotion at the top of the page. As soon as you register, you can start watching the content. You can join us for our next online class live Saturday, December 2nd, 2023, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can watch all of these classes on demand. And even after the course is over with, you don't lose access. Register right now. Order right now. Visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. This sale has been extended to Sunday, December 3rd, 2023. Is your child struggling with reading, writing, learning loss, and a culturally irrelevant curriculum? Do you want your child to be outstanding at reading and writing and also take pride in their culture? Then you want Reading Revolution Online. Reading Revolution Online is a web-based reading support program. We serve scholars in grades K through 8, and through our innovative approach, we help them build reading confidence and cultural identity development, equipping them for success in school and life. They learn about black heroes and sheroes through captioned videos, reading selections, and other activities. Reading Revolution Online 